What's up, people? Welcome back to Authentically Us, the podcast where we talk about what it means to be authentic in everything that you do in every space that you occupy. I'm Conroy, one of the hosts. We got Tony here. Tony, say what's up to the people, man. Yo, what is going on? Thank you for tuning in to another episode. Join us as we journey. Tony has his late night voice on. It sounds real, real sexy. In case y'all were wondering why he sounds like this. Anyways, shout out to MSW Media for having us on the platform. Thankful for you guys. Also, give us a share. Give us a like. Give us a rating. Give us a comment. We're trying to boost up all of our numbers because we want people to hear these awesome stories. Not just hear our our voices, but like we're actually sharing some pretty good, cool stories. So, and speaking of stories, we got a great one today. So tune in, stay to the end. We got some cool things coming. Let's get into it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Authentically Us. Today, we have a very special guest, Holly Sullivan. She's an actress and a model and just a oh, all around wonderful person. What's going on, Hallie? Hello, hello. It is so great to meet you both and to be on this podcast. This is actually my first podcast that I've ever been a part of. So thank you for inviting me out and letting me be a part of this. Absolutely. We are glad to have you um, tell the people a little bit more about who you are. Uh, what projects are you in? Yes, yes. So um, I'm currently living right outside of Atlanta. Uh, I just finished up on a proof of concept film called Mud, and I'm so excited to share it with everybody. It's a 1920s period piece. It was my first period piece that I got to work on. It was a great crew to work with. The actors were amazing. Um, and so, yeah, I just wrapped on that. And I also am in the process of submitting my very own film that I produced uh, to some film festivals that should be coming out soon. Excited about that one. Man, you got some you're 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 on and running with it. This is really right. cool. Thank you. Thank you. That's I appreciate great. that. Are you are you able to tell us the title of the film you produced yet? Yes, it is called Insatiable Wishes, and it is a 80s retro film about how we live in a very materialistic world. Uh, I, I really, really like, I fell in love with Stranger Things and that whole kind of vibe, and so I incorporated a, a lot of their aesthetic into my own film. Um, That's exciting. Exclusive. We'll have to put that in the bio that you're a producer as well. Yes, yes, thank you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, talk to us uh, about where you grew up and what your upbringing was like. Yes, so I grew up in Newville, Pennsylvania. It is a very small town, and it's funny because when I grew up, there was so much farmland there, so much farmland. I think we had one stoplight in the town itself. Uh, but every time that I go back home to visit family, it's like they're putting warehouses in all this beautiful farmland. So it's a little it's a little sad, but it's still home to me. Um, love, love that small town. Um, and then as uh, as far as my upbringing goes, you know, 
I can honestly say that I had a really great upbringing as a kid. I really did. Uh, both of my parents, I think, did an amazing job at raising my sister and I. Uh, they really got us involved in the church at a young age. They disciplined us well. And really from the beginning, they wanted nothing but the best for my sister and I. And so I think all of that stems from just how much love that they have for their daughters. And I never want to take that for granted because it is amazing the people and the friends that I talk to who open up about their upbringing and what they've had to deal with, with just tr childhood trauma. And gosh, I never want to take my upbringing for granted because both my sister and I really never struggled with that. Uh, and so I'm very thankful for the upbringing and the small town that I grew up in. You said Newville, where, where is Newville? What, what is that close to? Yeah. Newville is right next door to Shippensburg. Okay. That's what I thought. Okay. Yes. Sure. yes. Wait. Wow. So, okay. Conroy, are you, you're in Pennsylvania too, right? I, I currently live in San Diego, but Tony and I went to high school together. So I'm from Chambersburg. Oh, okay. Okay. Newville was that weird cutoff where some people went to Chambersburg and some people went to Shippensburg, right? Yes. So you're absolutely right. Oh man. Wow. That's, that takes me back. Yeah, a lot of farmland for sure. Right. Um, so then how did you go? Well, first of all, I'm to hear your story about your your family and how you your upbringing is amazing. And I love that because I think some people who may have had an upbringing like that, um, especially over the years, maybe feel ashamed of sharing that. And I don't think anybody who grew up with both parents in the house who have a loving family that whether they were part of a church or not, like should ever be ashamed of because I feel like there's less of you guys than there are of everybody else. So I'm, I'm excited that you share that and you share that with a smile on your face, which I think is really cool. So keep doing that. Thank you. Gosh, I love, I love my family tremendously, love them to death. And I know that they feel the same way. Uh, mm -hmm. And you're right. It's so, it's so sad. The stories that you hear. Um, but like I said, Love, love my family to death. Wow, that's so awesome. Um, so how did you go from a small, small microscopic town like Newville <laughs> Accurate. to wanting to pursue acting and now you're in Atlanta, which is another big hub for film and acting? Like where where did that stem from? Do we want to go all the way back towards all the way back all the way all back? All the way. We have <laughs> we have plenty of time. Cool, cool. Yeah. So Okay, this is kind of funny because if you were to ask both my grandma, both my grandmas this question, they would both say that this started like under the age of 10 because what would happen was when they'd come over and watch me, my one grandma in particular, Nana, uh, I would put on a movie for her. Usually it would either be Finding Nemo or Jurassic Park. Those were my two absolute go-tos as a, as a little kid. And I would stand in front of the TV while it was playing the movie and I would face my grandma and I would actually reenact the entire movie start to finish. And I could tell you all the lines that in both Jurassic Park and in Finding Nemo, don't ask me to recite it now because I won't be able to do it, but. 
<laughs> but my Nana will, will tell me that all the time. And she'll, she'll tell me this story. And I do have a memory of doing that. And so I think from a very young age, you could tell I was really interested in this performing aspect. Um, but for me personally, uh, it 100% started my freshman year of high school. I was always doing the church plays and little things here and there in middle school. But whenever I got to high school, I think my parents tried to get me into any and every sport there was, and none of it interests me. I was not good at anything, really. I, I think maybe out of all the sports, swimming was the best hope for me. But even then, like at the end of middle school, I told them, I said, I can't do this. I don't like swimming. Uh, and so I, I got to high school and I'll never forget this moment. I was walking down the hallways freshman year and I saw a flyer on the one of the, the boards there in the hallway. And it said, you know, come out and audition for the fall play. And I, it was arsenic and old lace being performed. And, you know, I wrote down the information. I, I took it home, thought about it. I was like, you know what? What the heck? I'm going to go out and uh, memorize the monologue, do all the homework and just go audition for it. So went to the audition, uh, went home that night, didn't really think much about it. And then the call sheet comes out, I think 24 or 48 hours after, and I had gotten one of the supporting leads of the fall play for my first show in high school. And gosh, that was like really the moment for me that I felt this spark and this light bulb go off that it was like, okay, this interests me. This is fun. I like this perform this performing aspect. Um, and so, so yeah, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of where it started for me. And then of course, high, I did all the fall plays and musicals all throughout high school. And then I got to college and I had a really great opportunity to continue pursuing uh, theater, film and art while I was in college. And then towards the end of my college career was when I wanted to start making that switch to film and TV. And here we are. <laughs> here we are. I think that is such a beautiful, a beautiful thing. And what I heard, the fact that you could do Funny Nemo in Jurassic Park is this saying you got range. Right. You got range. Right. <laughs> very different. Yeah. Very. Yes. You got range from a very young age. It's like. <laughs> Yeah, I can I do I can do dinosaurs and I can also do animation kid <laughs> stuff. Grandma, would you call her Nana? Nana, just so you know, I got range. <laughs> <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> oh, that's that's so awesome because I, I, I love the the film and in theater. I did a I did a couple of plays when we were in middle school. Um, but I went the opposite route. So essentially in in high school you have to choose like it's really hard to you, you can't really do arts and sports like you you literally have to choose especially growing up in small towns like right it just doesn't exist so i ended up choosing the the sports the sports route and it sounds like you chose the, the theater <laughs> route yes which is which i think is amazing and just hearing you like talk and how you present yourself i i mean it makes it makes so much sense 
Um, Thank you. One thing we did, we did want to ask, you mentioned that earlier that you mentioned that you, you your parents raised you in the church and you've done like some of the church plays. Yes. Now, being in the industry, how do you incorporate your faith with your acting or your faith in your career? Because it's not always, it doesn't seem like it's, it's easier and it doesn't always go hand in hand. Wow. Yeah. Getting to the, the gritty stuff here. This is, you're yeah. absolutely right. Um, and coming from my experience, whew, the beginning was not easy. It wasn't easy. And I think as actors, we are living day to day in this very self-glorifying career. And if you ride that out long enough, your career eventually becomes everything about you and nothing to do with God. And so that's something that I really struggled with in the beginning. But as I started maturing in my faith and in my career, my, my conversation really transitioned to God, I want this right now. I want, I want this, I want that. I want all of this right now to God use me in this take my talents and my gifts and the stuff that you have given me to further your kingdom. Cause at the end of the day, that's, that's all that really matters to me. And so um, I know that this, it looks different for everybody, but God has really gifted me with kindness and the gift of encouragement. And then also with just the gift of storytelling AKA just being an actor. And so every set that I show up to, whether it's a really small short film, an indie, maybe a bigger network, uh, I always make sure I'm bringing kindness to the set. How can I encourage others on the set that I'm, I'm working on today? Um, how can I use my craft of acting to impact somebody else in this? Um, and so, yeah, that, that's really how I've been incorporating my faith and, and my discipling in, in what I do. But it, it, let me tell you, it was, it, it's not easy. It still isn't easy. I still struggle with certain areas of this today, just because it is such a self-glorifying career. Now, would, would you, do you do all types of film and, and, uh, TV and what you produce or would you put yourself in the Christian producer, Christian actress category? So really good question. Uh, so I, for me personally, it's both. And I say that because I think people are going to disagree with me on this, but I think too many people confine themselves to the four walls of their church. And that's, I think it's awesome that, you know, you have a church that you serve at, that you go to church there, that you are, you know, discipling and ministering people within the church. But, oh my gosh, we were meant to be sent out and to use the gifts and the talents that we've been given um, for God with people that, you know, might not know who Jesus is. And it's, it, I'm, I'm reading, I actually just finished this book called Roaring Lambs by Bob Briner. It's a, it's an amazing book. 
And he talks about how as Christians, we are the salt of this earth. And in, in Hollywood in particular, everyone likes to say, oh yeah, careful now with that Hollywood, Hallie, you know, careful with dabbling in there. Hollywood will ruin you. Sure, you don't want to just stick to the faith-based stuff. But in this book, Bob Briner talks about how, you know, we're supposed to be the salt, the, the, the preservative of this earth. We need to put our salt into whatever it is out there that needs it. And in, in this situation, Hollywood desperately needs people like us, desperately needs us. And so how are we supposed to put our light into this world if we're not willing to take on that chaos of the world? Some people might disagree, but Tony and I do not disagree with you. No. So that's so, so good. Thank you for um, what you're doing. Cause it, you, that's exactly, I mean, yes, I work in a church, but I also love that. I don't work in a church too. Like I work in a church and then I also do fitness outside the church. And you're right. Being outside the four walls is what the church should be. One thing we say at the end of our church service, we're done being the church in here. Let's go be the church out there. Mm. And I love that you, you, you said it so eloquently that you're right. We do need people like you in Hollywood. We do need Mm -hmm. people like, like Tony going to parent teacher conferences or whatever. And like talking to people around and you do need people like me in fitness to like share the gospel in our unique way that we can reach more people that will never walk into a church door because of God knows what, but they'll talk to you. They'll have a Starbucks coffee with you because you're on set with them. Yes. Uh, so true. Right. Mm. It's like, I don't know. I forget who said, said this, but it's just, it's like, if not me, then who, and if not now, then when, like, mm. yes, take your gifts and, and, and just, and, and use them, use them everywhere. Hmm. That's so good. So I'm curious, what did the pandemic look like for your career? Mm. So crazy enough, when the pandemic hit, I was with my husband who was stationed in Alaska at the time. So my husband is active duty military. He serves in the army. He's still currently in, um, And uh, we were in Alaska when the pandemic really hit and was at its peak. And I'm sure as you guys can guess, Alaska is not really the pop in place for uh, acting. (laughs) I always joke about this with my friends, but I did get this one uh, audition for like a fishing pole company for for their outdoor gear. (laughs) But that was about as far as it goes. And so, I went through a pretty dark period while while being in Alaska because God really sent us there. And I was like, God, what am I supposed to do? Like, what am I supposed to do while I'm here? And so it took me a while. It took me about a year to figure that out. But what I did was during the time that we were stationed in Alaska, I got back into online classes to where I could be working on my craft without being in the city. I got back into meeting one-on-one with coaches, um, just perfecting my my work so that when I do get to that city someday, I'm ready. 
And then I got involved with some online virtual shows. There was one show that my friend reached out to me for, and she's like, hey, do you want to audition for this? Or do you want to be a part of this? And it was for a Christmas Carol radio live and we filmed it on zoom and i got to be a part of the production just via being online so mm. you know what i've i've got i've been up in la a couple of times to talk to some actors about how the pandemic just like completely changed the film actors production industry because um of not being able to meet in person, but it sounds like, I mean, you were already in Alaska anyway, so you weren't meeting in person anyway, but you were already isolated. Yeah, yeah. You were already isolated. Um, the, my, my, I guess my question is, did you ever have this sense of loneliness of like, I'm out here self taping after self tape after self tape and not hearing anything back. And like, was there like a sense of like, man, like, is this for me? I'm doing this alone. Like, did you have, did you have those feelings at all? I still have those feelings now. Mm. <laughs> they're just, they're so, this is just, this is the career of rejection after rejection. But while I was in Alaska and because there was just no really way of me to book anything while being out there that would, that would even pay me to fly back from Alaska to go shoot on whatever they're shooting on. It just, it wasn't happening. And so I didn't have, I, I wasn't dealing with a lot of auditions during that time and self-taping, but I 100% went through the season of loneliness and feeling like I was behind because of where God had put me in that season. Because I'm, I'm here following all my other friends on Instagram who, yes, the pandemic's going on, but people are still still auditioning, not as much as it used to be, but auditioning. And here I am in Alaska, like, man, this sucks. Like, God, I want to be over there. Put me over there. Why am mm. I in negative 40 degree weather? And dark. <laughs> For half the year, right? <laughs> how did you, how did you, I've always wanted to know. I mean, I know a couple people from Alaska, but I want to hear your perspective. How did you manage, first of all, the 24 hour light, and then how did you manage the 24-hour darkness? Oh, boy, oh, boy. Okay. First off, let me say that the summertime, when that sun hits almost 24 hours a day, I, your girl is living it up. Like, it is great. Um, people have an issue with going to bed at night and the sun being up. Oh, I loved it. I was like, yes, this is great. I can get stuff done around the house at midnight and the sun is still above my head. Uh and I like falling asleep with light coming in my window too. I'm weird like that. So the 24 hours of sunlight was awesome for me. Uh, my husband hated it because he couldn't fall asleep, but um, everybody has blackout curtains there. So uh, when the, the 24 hour of darkness hits though, that's when you really get thrown for a loop because you start to become deficient in vitamin D and we didn't realize that like a year in, it took us about a year until we were always upset with each other. We were like cranky all the time. And someone's like, are y'all taking vitamin D? And we're like, no, why should we? And they're like, yeah, you should be. Cause no, you're not getting any sun if you think about it. Um, so you have to be on vitamin D supplements when you're there in the winter and, and the sun's not out. Um, 
So that really negatively will affect your mental health 100%. That was rough. That was probably one of that in the cold for us was the hardest part, I think. Mm. Yeah, no I way. couldn't do that cold. No, no way. To be cold and pitch dark? Oh, all no. the time. Oh, gosh. Yes, all the time. The sun never comes up. <laughs> no, that would be so sad. <laughs> um, But talk to us about what your dream role would be. Oh, this is a fun one. Okay, I, I've always wanted to star in two different types of films. I really want to be a part of a Western and not like the damsel in distress, but like, get, like I want to be kind of like, I don't know, like the villain of the Western, like the power woman villain of this Western that's just, you know, riding on horseback everywhere and taking over towns. I don't know what that looks like, but that's, that's, that's the, that's the first one that I really want to be a part of. And the second is I really want a role in a medieval period piece. I'm thinking like the, the insane queen <laughs> that is just like psychotic and going nuts. I just, I love these really, really in-depth characters. Um, clearly you can tell I really like the villains. They're very interesting to me. I like playing villains because they, they have they're, they're just they're juicy characters and so yeah i i haven't gotten to star in either of those yet but i really would love a role in either a western or a medieval period piece for sure i feel like you like them because it seems completely opposite of your personality it's like you can be somebody completely different for 12 hours and then come back home <laughs> yes you know i never actually thought of it that way that's actually i like that yeah yes do you do you think you're at a place where you can be a lead in like like um what's the what's what am I looking for like lead a film and do like a like a feature film and do the rollout do all the big red carpets and all that stuff like do you think you're like you're ready for that or or would you rather like work to that? I think that it's going to get take some time to get to that point. And, and I say that because I never want all of that to come from a place of greediness and me, me, all about me. And more so about like I took the journey to get there. And now that I'm here and now that God has taken me through all of these seasons to get there, I can still be humble in that, um, in that part of my career. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I, I think it's every actor's dream, you know, to, to win that award and, and to experience that red carpet. Um, I think that God loves hearing about those dreams. God dreams mm -hmm. big all the time. And so I think it's important for us to share those dreams with him. But I never want it to stem from a place of, like I said, all about me. Um, yeah. Now you mentioned that your uh, husband is in the uh, the army. Excuse me. Don't let me get. Me, I don't want to get that wrong. The army. I live in San Diego, and it's a navy town, so that's um, why. Okay. Um, yeah. 
but I know a lot of people who who are married or are dating somebody in the military. And I want to hear from your perspective of what deployment is like being a a wife with a uh husband in the military. Well for I mean one you're you're going to Alaska and then you're in Georgia and then he'll he'll be gone. So like how has that been for you and what is this what is that like yes so it's funny because i think in the beginning if you were to ask myself could you ever see yourself dating a guy in, in the military 100 percent, no what no i no that no and god was like chuckled on that one you just wait <laughs> uh but seriously i i was really nervous going into the relationship with knowing how much distance was going to be involved with us not just not being able to see each other and with future deployments. But what's crazy is that my career, and as often as I'm working on stuff and gone as well, it really truly complements his so like really nicely. I know that sounds weird, but it does. Because it's like, I'm working on something, he's away, sometimes it gets a little weird where he'll be away and I'm not working on anything and then it gets kind of lonely but both of our careers do really balance each other out uh I wish I got to see him more I, I really do he's actually gone on a training right now um but I know that the army's not going to be forever with him and he plans on getting out in a year and we hope he can get out in a year and I know things will be a lot different so uh on top of that because uh, my husband did get deployed during COVID. Well, actually, he got deployed before COVID, and then the pandemic hit, and they extended his deployment. So he ended up being gone for like, I don't know, a little over a year. It was insane. And you were in Alaska? Just by Oh, no. So, well, actually, what's crazy is that he deployed, and we had to come to a decision of, okay, do I stay in Alaska for a year by myself or do I go home with family? And I actually made the decision to pack up the entire house pretty much by myself. And I flew home and was with family uh, for that duration of the deployment. But what's even nuts, even more nuts is that I flew home and within, I don't know, maybe like six weeks of me being home and him being gone, I had booked like my, one of my first big girl gigs in the in the industry shooting out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I got to work on a movie for I think five months, almost five months out of that year. Mm. I was working nonstop on that set. So that was kind of a really cool blessing in disguise that happened. Wow. Yeah, that's so great. Um, what talk to us about what's been the biggest challenge in your life? Hmm. I would say being content in where God has me in the season that he has placed in front of me. As an actor, I, I have these goggles on a lot of the times where it's like, I see the destination ahead and where I want to be right now in this moment. And God has clearly placed me in a totally different season right now. And 
it's really hard with the amount of social media that we have nowadays with comparing ourselves to others and what other people are accomplishing or booking or having success in. And you just, you, it, it's, it hurts sometimes and you just feel mm -hmm. behind and you feel like you're not doing enough or what am I doing wrong? But the reality of it is, is that everybody's timeline is different. Everybody's seasons are going to look different than yours. And I think just finding peace in where I've been placed at in this moment is the best way to look at it um, for sure. But yeah, I would say being content in where God has me in a season. And then to go along with that, what is like a goal you have for your acting career, whether it's in the next year, more long-term? Yeah, I think, I think one of my biggest goals or maybe just ongoing goals is to allow my work to have some sort of positive impact on the people that are watching me or, or reading my scripts. I really just want to be able to, you know, have an impact on those around me with the work that I'm doing. Um, and that, and that's going to look different in many different ways. But like I said, whether it's that they're, they're reading my scripts that I'm writing or they're seeing me perform and, and they were able to, you know, get a message out of what I was able to perform in front of them, like whatever that looks like. Uh, I really want my work to radiate impact in this world. Are you looking to get an EGOT? Okay, wait, what's that? It's Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. Shoot, I maybe think. I'm okay. That's I've never heard it said like that. That's cool. Okay, yes. Well, maybe so, I'm not saying it right, but I don't know. No, you are. I'm you are. Sure you are. I'm. I'm just behind apparently. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. And yes. Uh, I mean, it's it's such a it really is a dream. I think it's every actor's dream. But um, yeah, I, I truly believe that if you work hard in what you do and, and you stay on the path and, and you stay consistent and you show up and you put in good work, shoot, man, you can you can do anything. You can do anything. Mm. Well, That's I mean, just good. yeah, just hearing your story, like from Newville and you were in Alaska, now you're in Georgia, and it's like you're still booking things in these places. And you you hear um in the industry, right? You got you gotta go where the work is. Like you gotta go to LA, you gotta go to Atlanta, you gotta be in New York. But you're like, ah, I could be in Alaska and do it, you know. And it's like you're you're finding a way. And I also now I, my other question was was is you're an actor. But have you always wanted to produce and write? Has that always been your passion? Or did you make a pivot and because of, of the pandemic or anything like that? It, it's weird. I, I've always been really like set on acting, just acting. But the more that I was maturing in my career, the more I realized that true artists don't just do one thing. Like they they have so many other avenues within their career that they can dabble into and they would surprise themselves and so 
uh, I surprised myself. I, I went through a really big season of rejection and a lot of no's. Um, I, I've actually been trying to get an agent for a, a decent amount of time now. And it just felt like nothing was happening during this season. And so I said to myself, you know what, I'm going to pick up a pencil and I'm going to write my own script and we're just going to see how it goes. And that script just so happens to be insatiable wishes that's coming out very soon. Yes. You better plug that. You better plug that script. Plug that script. Absolutely. <laughs> that's so good. Well, like this has been so interesting and so fun for me because I love film. I love acting. I love everything you're saying and like just your journey of, of, of how you're how you're going about it. Um, did you now did you move from Alaska to Atlanta or for to Georgia for a gig or is that part of like where your your husband has duties? He could have got any duty station anywhere and we got placed right outside of Atlanta. So Perfect. like what insane. Um, I'm so happy here. We love it here. He loves it here too. So I think whenever he gets out in a year, we are going to be staying in Georgia. We do really like it here a lot. Mm. Probably feels probably feels like small towny in certain aspects. Oh yeah, where we live for sure. Yes, I'm about forty minutes outside of Atlanta, uh, and yeah, very mountainous, very small town ish mm. where we're at. But it's fun. We love it. That's awesome. So our last question before we tr uh, transition, yes. what does it mean for you to be authentically you? Hmm. Yes. Yeah, so my mom's going to, my mom's going to love this because I'm going to give her all the credit for this, but uh, growing up, my sister and I have this ongoing joke now because my mom has this list of 10 inspirational quotes that she likes to use every time we come home to visit her. And she used them all while we've been growing up too. And one of those 10 quotes is always stay true to yourself. And I can honestly say that that has just been the backbone of who I am and um, a good reminder to just never change who I am for anybody else. And I think that plays really nicely into being authentically you. Uh, I, I used to be a people pleaser. I used to worry way too much about what others thought of me and the older you get it's just like none of that matters um staying true to yourself is one of the most powerful things that you can do and i've been living by that quote for a while now and and i truly believe that that's what continues to keep me being authentically me what's your mom's name her name is luann shout out to mama luann yes the, absolutely the years upon years of inspiration. She's going to love that. Her nickname is Mama Lou, too. So she's going to absolutely love this. Oh, man. That is so great. And it's so great to hear that. Like, like you, you see that on, like, television, like television parents, where they're, they're say these those little quotes. And your mom's like, no, I'm actually going to do this. So shout out to Mama Lou. <laughs> yes. Mama Lou. <laughs> well, um. It's time for us to transition into the segment of all segments. It is called Rapid Fire. Now, Rapid 
right, is where we ask you three questions that you're just going to answer off the top. Don't ask, don't pass go. Don't call your husband. Don't look anything up. Just the first thing that comes to mind. And because you are an actress, we are so ready. Oh boy. All right. <laughs> Let's hear it. All right. So if you can get a tattoo that summed up the last year of your life, what would you get? Am I on a time limit? <laughs> rapid, rapid fire. Okay. Uh, the last year of my life. Okay. Um, my gosh. Um, let's do. Let's do. A, okay, I would get it. I would get a, a nice little mountain, like a, like a mountain with a valley. Mountain with a valley. What 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 significance is that? Okay, that's significant for just the journey that I'm on. You know, we all start in the valleys, got to go through the mountains, you know, ups and downs, but uh, we'll get there eventually, right? That's good. That's I like that. That was, that. that was truly on the fly. I like that. God, I'm sweating <laughs> over here. Sweating, <laughs> literally. Okay, next question. Super deep. Okay. Next two are actually very deep. Um, would you rather be known for one iconic role you've played or like they'd be like, Oh, that's the person like they'll call you the iconic role. Or would you rather be known for like all your work you've done as a whole? Ooh. Okay. It's gotta be all of the work that I've done as a whole for sure. Just because that way you can grab so many different things from different characters that I've played um showing you know that range finding Nemo Jurassic Park over here <laughs> that's what I would say <laughs> oh I love that um what was the last song you listened to oh uh, oh my gosh was it a Maverick City Maverick City music maybe I think it was Maverick City music <laughs> oh that's great give it can never go wrong with some math yes uh, Awesome. Well, Hallie, thank you so much for this interview. It's been great. Uh, let the people know where they can uh, find you. Yes. Um, so you can find me on Instagram. My handle is at Hallie, H-A-L-L-E, a period, Luya, L-U-J-A. Um, yeah, I have I post a lot of my work up there. You can see a lot of the stills and screenshots for projects that I've been working on and that I am working on. Um, so I post a lot of my work there. Awesome. Well, thanks again so much. This has truly been a joy. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for having me out on this show. It has been so fun. Well, we're glad that your first interview gets to be with us. So when you do blow up, you'll be like, I remember when. <laughs> <laughs> yeah remember awesome. us. <laughs> you guys are great thank you so much for this yes absolutely and until next time be authentic in everything that you do peace peace man this was this was so fun oh it was a blast it was it was so great this one was fun for me because I I thoroughly enjoy hearing the process and hearing her process at such a um, 
I don't want to say young age. She's not a young age, but like early in her career. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really cool and to see her her joy and knowing that she's like from where we're from and right. another hometown hero. It's really cool to hear these stories and knowing that you can make it from farmland to, <laughs> right. to Hollywood essentially. So it, it, it was cool for me. Yeah, it was it was cool because like I knew her from college. Um, you know, I was a campus minister helping her think through how, how does my faith play into my acting. And so having her, you know, just share that that answer to that question in the interview was was just super great to see that like she's really wrestling with what does it mean to be the salt of the earth and uh whatnot so yeah it was it was just a great great experience for me to watch yeah i mean i can only imagine like you the fact that you were able to like have those real authentic conversations with her and then like to see it it's really cool so you guys know what time it is it is the time of all times this is the time called the friendship quiz and we're going on a journey and you guys are going on a journey with us long bumpy journey (laughs) that's there it is but those are the journeys you remember the most (laughs) right Oh, it's the friendship quiz, guys. Let's get into it. All right, all right. So we've known each other for a while. We've already established that. What is one area of growth that you've seen in me over the years that you really appreciate? Oh, good question, Tony. Um your 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 uh confidence and it's it's your confidence of standing up for yourself because you are you are first of all out of all our friends you've been the one to keep us all together i would say like heavy like when we were in college you would call all of us like be like hey what's up and you just literally just be checking in on us and it was like those little calls but you're like, and I say that because you're you're more willing to like bet, go to bat for one of us than you were for yourself, and right. to see you stand up for yourself now, um, and and to see it and watch it and to to hear you do it to me, it's like, yeah, you're right, Tony, and it's it's cool. It's that's what I that's yeah. what I really like. Like, yeah, it's cool to see your your growth and you standing up for yourself. Like, it's cool. Yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate you. Appreciate you, man. See, you guys are going on this journey. This is where it smooths out a little bit. <laughs> in theory. In, in, in theory. Hey, y'all. Until next time, be authentic in everything that you do. Peace. Peace.